This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back Monday morning, Bashmania. Willie, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm on cloud nine. What a great weekend. Amazing weekend. So much so that I know you were busy yesterday. So I'm taking the tech reins today. And I said, just show yeah. up. You don't need <laughs> nothing. You don't need no topics. I love it. So this is Bashmania 177 presented by Attack. Willie, I don't even know where to start. I actually did the weekend rundown twice this morning because I accidentally closed out of the tab when I was <laughs> writing the Rockfin article. <laughs> so well, I had to do it twice, so it's fresh in my mind. I think that one of the things that might get overlooked or might not get mentioned first, but I think maybe should, is wrestling, the wrestling weekend and the fans and the engagement and everybody was glued. Everybody was on Twitter. Everybody's talking about it. The, the, the pre weekend hype, the during, and now the after, I mean, I think it's a win of a weekend for wrestling. It was. And I think too, it's like, kind of like you said a couple weeks ago, how you love being in the mud of like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. And as much as some people frustrate me, I do love the passion. Like yeah. I had said yesterday that Panero Johnson upset Max Murrin. So he now has two top 10 ranked wins. And I mm-hmm. said, this kid is posed to be a bracket buster. Yeah. And everybody's coming out. Not everybody, but some people are coming at me. Cyclones fans like, no, he's the guy to beat. And it's like, no, dude, he's five matches into his career. Yeah. He's a young kid. He'll probably take some losses throughout the season. He's got Mahler. He's got Parker. He's got Yanni coming up. Don't get me wrong. If he wins out and this and that, I elevate him from bracket buster to top contender. But needless to say, at first, I'm like, do these people not realize what I'm saying? Like, he's five matches in. But I I love that back and forth. And and here's the thing. The more you... The more you talk and the more you get to be a personality, and listen, the more followers you have, yep. the more pushback you're going to get on anything you say. And, um, you know, while, while it's frustrating at times, it's like, okay, if I'm not saying it the right way, if I leave <laughs> out a semicolon and it's right, it's just like, you understand what I'm saying, right? You, you get all kinds of people pushing back, but that's I love it. I love being in the mix with them. I love talking with the fans. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> they get it and they they uh, enjoy it. Yeah. And I love to like I think Barstool is a really good job. I used this example last week with somebody who every now and then we've talked about it. If you're if you have a bias, you sometimes get called out. Yeah. And I was making the comparison to Barstool 
where it's like they've completely dominated the sports media world. Dave Portnoy, very, very biased to very the Patriots. Very openly biased, yeah. Big cap, yeah. openly biased towards the Bears, told Aaron Rodgers he should be in jail. Like, I think <laughs> it makes it, it makes it fun. Like, yeah. the bias makes it fun. The realism of, like, dude, we're not professional journalists. We're fans who build a brand, build an audience, and it is fun. So l- let's dive in. Uh, you know, we'll kind of go in chronological order of the weekend, I guess. Friday night, Max Dean takes the loss to Ethan Laird, who you had said, like, he's a big 97. Dean's a small 97. And Dean got, it was slightly controversial. We talked about it on our show on Saturday morning. And then Dean loses again yesterday to Beard. And a couple people were asking me, and I don't know what your opinion is, but it's early in December. He lost a couple close matches. I think just like we said on Saturday, taking a couple close losses early in the season doesn't have much weight against the yeah. wrestler. Great win for Beard. Great win for Laird, but doesn't doesn't change much. I think if any program can take a loss and be ready for March, Cal and Casey and those guys have proven they'll make the adjustments needed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's stock down for Dean. I think it's just stock up for the other two. I had yep. In my predictions for the end of the season, I had Beard sixth and Laird seventh coming in, right? So, and I had Dean one. So I don't think that in my recap and my reassessment is that I was correct in thinking Laird and Beard are both guys that are podium threats. Yeah. And, and of course, Dean is too. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that I think this weekend Dean always wrestles close matches. He's got a lot of them. And last year yeah. he had a couple go his way at at NCAA's. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, I think that he had that close weekend last year with Michigan, Michigan State, where he was a close win against Brucky, and then he took a close loss to um, Cameron. So yeah, yeah, I I think you know Beard Beard's tough, dude. He well he that ready uh, to go. Yeah, listen, he is. He is incredible on his feet. Beard is incredible on his feet. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think if you had Beard on his feet and Dean on the mat, you might have Kale. But anyway, uh the rest of that I, pens- I have to I have to go back and watch the the Bonacorsi match because Bonacorsi got his way with him on his feet. And uh I just want to go back and watch that. But um what I thought was the match turned early. There, there was a very important, uh, usually, you know, the important points of the match don't happen until late second, early third. Max got called for stalling on top in the first period. And I think that changed a lot because <clears throat> Max wouldn't ride as confidently going forward. And credit to Beard for getting in positions where he wasn't just totally broken down. But Max couldn't ride the way he typically would ride. One, because Beard hustled on bottom, and two, because he had that stall warning against him. Yeah. That was really the only... uh, I know you were there. That was the only match that really caught my eye. You know, Van Ness had a pin. He looks incredible. I think he needs a couple ranked wins, and he's going to climb the rankings quick. Um, Kirk Philly looks so smooth. He looks Mm -hmm. like a middleweight, not a heavyweight. Right. Any other takeaways? I know you were there. No, no. Um, 
I mean, I talked to Roro and, uh, you know, I think that made it. And I was actually like 99.9% of the time when somebody's, when a superstar is out, you're like, damn, that sucks. But this was like an occasion where, okay, yeah, let Roman, Roman sit in, but now the duel is a little bit more interesting. So, yeah. okay, you know, um, but I mean, to be honest, Roman, I talked to Roman, he's like, back to back weigh ins this early is like, I don't know, I'm ready for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it's funny how these seniors sometimes, especially now with NIL, where you're coming back for, financially incentive reasons as well as winning another national championship and the fun with it but you kind of game plan differently for it and it's always funny i know some of these guys like roman hold their cards close to their chest you know he kind of tells me what he's doing and i don't say anything i just let him do his thing but yeah the, the duel penn state won 24 12 was a good one yeah um cklv so we predicted it I went 17 for 20, predicting the semis. You think, went 18 for 20. I, I think I might have lied, though. I think I, I I think I missed a loss. Of there. I think I was 17. <laughs> I think I was 17. Really? I think. I'm not sure. So but, I, uh, the, the, the three losses that I picked wrong, I picked Davison. I picked... Uh, um, Raguson. Raguson and, and maybe Parco. No. Yeah. Or maybe Milner. Or yeah, maybe like Milner over Parco. Those yeah. are the three that I that I got wrong. Yep. So what what did you think of it? Uh, Twenty five. Richie Figs. I think he looks incredible. You know, a lot of the talk is now okay. Arizona State has a stud of a freshman. You have Brandon Courtney, the senior, a returning NCAA finalist. What's your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, it's different now because it was always. Brandon Courtney was an NCAA runner-up, yep. and Richie was a good prospect, right? Yep. Now it's they have Brandon Courtney, and they also have Richie Figs, who's winning college tournaments. So now it's a <laughs> now it's a real problem, um, a good problem. But I don't know what to make of it, and um, you know I haven't. I haven't, I've talked to the ASU coaches, but I haven't talked to them specifically about this, um, about what they're doing there. And, you know, Courtney hasn't wrestled about. Yeah. It, it, you, I don't know if there's a red shirt available, but I don't know if it does anything for him. I know somebody mentioned that, like, you know, if he's not hundred percent healthy, can he red shirt? Yeah. But if Richie figs is what's the point of red shirting, if you have the same problem next, next year, year. Mm -hmm. if it, if the roles were reversed, maybe, but, with Richie Figs, I mean, well, let me ask, maybe this though, and I'm 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 spitballing live on it. I mean, on air, right? I'm spitballing while we're recording, and I don't know if there's truth or accuracy to this, but I wonder if like Courtney could get a medical, and then next year Figs, being a cadet world medalist, can get an Olympic, and then you keep them. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. What's McGee? Is he a senior? No. Yeah. Is he? Let me, uh, let me see. I think I can't is. remember what he is. I don't know if there's but the I, potential for one of them to go up next year or this I think year. They're, I think next they're year, in a anything. rare situation. Uh, yeah, McGee's a senior for sure. 
Um, so if so, if Courtney did redshirt this year, and then one of them bumped up to thirty three, not sure what their weight. I think they're is in like. a rare situation where they're both tiny. Courtney's yeah. small. Richie's small. But yeah, Figs is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's so fun to watch. Um, so he won the CKLV. Then Vito beat McGee six one. Vito looked pretty good too this weekend. Want to know if I, it, what? I, well, no, a funny story that yeah. like it's just it's just odd. Just wrestling, wrestling people don't do this. Wrestling wrestlers don't say this. But a couple years ago, I was, um, I was talking to Richie. Hey, how's school going? How's the family? Good, right? Yeah. Hey, what's it like you and Courtney in the room? You know, how's that go? He's like, yeah, he gets me. Yeah, he he. <laughs> Maybe I'm. I think I can catch up to him, but he gets me right now. But like nobody really says that. Right? Yeah. He says, "Yeah, he beats me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's a good kid. You gotta be truthful. Yeah. Um. So Vito looked good. Brock Hardy. Oh yeah. Brock Hardy got the win. Uh, at forty-one. Sammy yeah, Sasso. Sammy Sasso. Brock looked good. Too. Brock looked really good. He um, I think that I, I think I picked Apple to win that one. I think I, I think I did too. He looked good too. Uh, the the Jack match was interesting because he kind of had control of it, and then I think he had a three zero lead, and then Jack came back and took the lead, and then Brock Brock got a reversal at the buzzer. So I guess this is you know, we don't need to get any further through the results to let you do your Nebraska rant because I know <laughs> that's coming. Because <laughs> you went on the rant Saturday. <laughs> well, I mean, there are certain things that, frankly, don't make a whole lot of sense in sports. Um, and I've never been a I've never been a love guy. I've never been a you don't show us love, you don't give us love, you don't do that. I mean, if you win, if you win. You earn your love, right? Yeah. How about how about some love? How about some love? Well, I'm an analytic rankings guy. I mean, your love is commensurate with who you beat, <laughs> right. right? Um, but that being said, in some weird way, Michigan has a really big brand. Cornell has a really big brand. Um, Arizona State gets a lot of gets a lot of pub, gets a lot of love. Um. Nebraska is as good as those teams um holistically when you look at they now they don't have the and maybe this is why they don't have the tournament trophies that those guys do right those guys will have a top 4 in there once in a while um but Cornell, Michigan, Ohio State these teams are at Arizona State, these guys are at CKLV every year. Nebraska won the last four, right? Nebraska just, uh, to me, nationally, they don't get put in the same conversation. And here's another angle to the Nebraska thing. Well, this is why I say some things in sports don't make much sense. Michigan, high profile, good academics in a solid wrestling state. Cornell, Ivy League, in the Northeast. Right next to PA, New York, New Jersey, um, Arizona State, flagship program of the West, um, Ohio State, 
one of the best wrestling states in the country, huge brand. Now you go to Nebraska. Virtually no in-state talent, right? Um, and frankly, there's not a whole lot of Division One wrestlers that come out of that whole region. Right. It's almost it's almost an anomaly why they're good. So yeah. I was just yeah I was just giving them a little love. I also wonder how much of that it's like they can't catch momentum on the brand side, like you said, building the program brand. I mean, you have two of the world team staples for the last decade, yeah. James Green and Jordan Burroughs. Burroughs being the greatest American wrestler of all time. And yeah. still, they don't have that star power brand. Yeah. And and as soon as you tweeted that out, I got it. You're right. And it is, I don't know if it's a timing thing. Like, I'm in branding for a living. I understand how much timing impacts this. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help that Rich Love it isn't wrestling now this year. Well, you know, like little things like that. Well, I think that it's a calculated risk. Um, and I think it's going to pay dividends going forward because listen, Ridge, Ridge came in, said, Hey coaches, anything you want me to do, can you make 33? We really need a 33 this year. Okay. True freshman wrestling 33, cutting his nuts off. Right. Didn't have the greatest of years, but did well. Now you're in a situation where do you make our team stronger? Absolutely. But Ridge, you you sacrificed for us a couple years ago. What is best to chase your chase your goals? To get another year of development and have Yanni Dakamahalis graduate? Yes, that would be nice. Now with that comes the branding thing. And I've thought about this too. All of a sudden you have an at when you have a national champ, you have a brand immediately. Yep. No matter where you're at, right? And and if if Ridge can chase that, that'll be good for their program. Yeah, agreed. So uh 149 at CKLV, Sammy Sasso beat Parco. And now with Parco taking a loss, Yaya taking a loss, Parco had loss. Um that leaves Miro Johnson. As no. the only under Milner taking the loss, that leaves Panero Johnson, the only top 15 guy <laughs> without a loss. That's insane. At 149. And we can talk about Panero when we talk Iowa, Iowa State, but it is crazy that way. And I had said, like, on Twitter that I think he's going to be a bracket buster. And I said that because regardless of what happens the rest of the year, He's proven that he can take out a top guy. He's beaten Austin yeah. Gomez. He's beaten Max Murren. Those are two top six guys. I yeah. use the verbiage bracket buster because he's a freshman five matches into his career. Sure. And hey, if he takes a couple losses, of course, it's going to happen more, more than likely. And if you take a couple bad losses in a weight where the top 15 has all taken a loss except you, it makes seating real interesting. Well, it He's not going to go undefeated. He's not right. Well, He's certain not gonna... cycl certain cyclone fans come at me like, "Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> he's the guy to beat." All right, uh, let's I just know. put let, let's put Kale on notice. Panero Johnson, four time undefeated, <laughs> 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 yeah, right. So cyclone fans, 
Of course. They're but they say, should be excited. And, and I want to talk well, more about that than I would do. About here's it. the thing. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe he wins a national title this year. I promise you he's not going undefeated. I don't care if he wins the national title. He's going to take a loss between now and NCAAs. I think his seed, I when I was saying bracket buster, I was kind of blindly assuming his seed is going to be 10 to 15. Blindly saying that. Because he's got a couple of good early wins, but if he takes a couple of freshman year losses, he is going to take a he is going to take a couple freshman losses. And the good thing about it, I mean, not that a loss is bad, but the good thing is he has already set himself up with insulation because yeah. you have wins over top guys. Yep, agreed. And Gomez is going to be in the top five no matter what happens, given. His resume, he's already beaten three top 10 guys. He beat number 10, Doug Zapp, yesterday at the Penn Duel. He's already got wins over Yanni and Sasso. So no matter what, Gomez is probably going to be top five. And Panero Johnson's going to have that win. And Max Murn's probably going to be right up there, too. He's probably going to be six, seven, I think, where he is right now. Mm -hmm. So 49 is fun. 57, I think we both picked Rob over Coleman. That was yeah. Peyton Rob is such a such a fun guy to watch. Um, who was who did Coleman beat in the semis? Coleman had a good win. Oh, he beat Luan. Yeah, yeah, that crazy move. Yeah, Luan. And then Luan lost again. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, not the best tournament for Michigan. Michigan Willie was not out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> who? So Luan lost to Coleman, and then he lost to Ed Scott. Ed Scott always has that firepower ready to go. Yeah, yeah. He's just got it right in the arsenal. So that's a shakeup there. I'll be interested to see what rankings are when that comes out. And then the hey, did uh did Quincy Monday wrestle yesterday? That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I didn't catch that duel. I didn't I didn't catch the duel. The only thing I know about that is Glory did not wrestle. Which was a bummer. I wanted to see him against um, Barnett, but um, you know you have a situation where Quincy's coming down to fifty-seven and hasn't wrestled a match yet, so it's weird. Yeah, no, I don't think he wrestled yesterday. I would assume that the top two ranked guys would be Quincy and Peyton Rob. Considering, I mean, I don't, I don't want to mess up the flow of the show, but Brayton Lee lost. Yeah. Yeah, Brayton Lee. We'll talk about that Oklahoma State Minnesota duel too. Um, man, so much to talk about. All right, I keep know. keeping it moving. So CKLV, we're halfway through. Let me pull these back up. Uh, Julian Ramirez, Tech, seventeen-one Tech, Tech in the phone over Tanner Cook. That's impressive. We've said Cornell is like that Oklahoma State team. They've got a lot of studs who can do just that. And if they all do but, that at the right time, right? They just. They just don't happen to do it on the same day. Yep. Your, your boy, Mikey Labs, big win oh, over yeah. Makai Lewis. Great Second match. year in a row, he got the CKLV title. Lewis now two losses early in the season. Mm -hmm. And again, like we've said, I don't think that's stock down for him. No. But I think it's stock up for Kelsey Anderson going undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's stock up on the weight class because – I don't know. I think that the preconceived notion was that it was a 
one or two horse race. And now you have Labriola knocking one of them off. You know, it's, it's interesting for the weight class. Tell you what, Nelson Brands too. I know we keep getting this Iowa duel. Nelson Brands look like a. I love him. I love that kid. He looked so good yesterday. Um, Hydley got a win over Parker, 8-2. Kind of thought that's what was going to happen. I think we both picked that. Well, I didn't see this. I didn't. I picked it, but I didn't see 8-2. He was up 6-1 at one point. I mean, Hydley put up points. That was that was good. Yeah, he's a dog. Impressive. Isaac Trumbull got the win over Tanner Harvey, 6-4. Mm-hmm. And, and now Trumbull really coming on. Yeah. Let's see what. Trumbull beat Allred in the semis. Um but Trumbull, and I don't, you know, he's, Trumbull's ranked like 11th or something. He's 10-0 on the year already. So he's a, he's an interesting guy to watch and, and develop. You know, he's in like the army or something. He does like army training as well. Does he really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's awesome. And then 285, Mason Perry's got the win over Lucas Davison, who might be one of the most jacked 285 guys I've ever seen. He's you a You can hoss. just see his abs through a singlet. He's a hoss. He is a large human. He's just... And if you look at him, he looks like a 97 guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he he's, has that build. Yeah, but he's uh, he's big. So CKLV was, was fun. Um, I was right on my first top three. And then I changed it, and I was mm -hmm. wrong, because I what, said what, so? I said Nebraska, NC State, South Dakota State, and then Michigan, and then you made me switch it: Michigan three, South Dakota State four, and I should have kept it as original. I forget what I had. I had Nebraska winning it. I think I said NC State or South Dakota State would get caught by somebody, but one thirty-seven and a half for Nebraska, one twenty-seven and a half for NC State, one twenty-three for South Dakota State, and. You know what's crazy? It's like NC State. I don't know. It's it felt like Nebraska dominated, but not really. They it's went just, three for three in the finals, which is why it felt like that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going three for three in the finals of a tournament like that is always going to be impressive. Well, you know what's interesting is that you uh, you alluded to it before we started recording. <laughs> NC State just beat Nebraska in a duel rather soundly, and then two weeks later, Nebraska beats NC State in a tournament format, right? So it's a different scoring system. Completely different scoring system, and I guess we'll talk about Minnesota-Oklahoma State real quick before Iowa State. So I missed this duel. I was working yesterday. I was watching football. I missed the Minnesota-Oklahoma State duel. And I'm working on the weekend rundown this morning. I'm going through, you know, the stuff I didn't get to see this weekend. By the way, that's when you know it's a good wrestling weekend. When you miss certain duels because there's so much yeah. going on. Right. So Minnesota. Like you're never going to miss. You're never going to miss a Minnesota Okie State duel unless Michael Beard and, and Max Dean and Iowa, Iowa State is happening at the exact same time. Right. <laughs> and matches like Gomez Zap and everything else. So, yeah. Minnesota beats Oklahoma State 18-12. And in that duel, number 21, Carter Young, takes out number three, Jake Berglund, Minnesota 5-1. And Gefeller from Oklahoma State takes out number two, Brayton Lee, 2-0. Unbelievable. So two Unbelievable. monster upsets for Oklahoma State, and Minnesota wins the duel by six. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Two top three guys. And, uh, you know, that was countered with Whitlake losing to Salazar. Um, and a couple, a couple other goofy ones, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's like a little bit of inconsistency for, well, for both teams, right? They have their, they have a couple missing pieces. Um, Foy, Foy also beat Serber, correct? Which was um, sort of an upset. Yeah, that was yeah, 7-4. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, kind of an upset, but even like, Whitlake is the 11 seed, loses to the 13. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. So some of these matches, like, yeah, they're upsets. I look at like the Carter Young and the Gefeller ones, you know, right. Carter, the 21 beating the three, Gefeller, the 10 beating the two, and Brayton Lee. So here's, here's what I don't get, though. <laughs> G gets out, he's winning one nothing. Um, and I think I don't know what the situation was. Uh, he ended up with two, but anyway, Brayton took neutral in the third, which I thought was, I don't know, not advised, but yeah, there were a couple matches that I love texting guys like Chenzo and saying, What would you do here? Because to me, as a wrestling fan, it seems like you should take neutral, or you I, should... I'm a I'm a big fan of taking neutral. I'm a I, I don't think you should especially in college when you can ride and you're basically allowed to stall on top and you might work for your one, but you might you might give up riding time in the process. I'm a big fan of going in your best position. I think I think the match one that I remember t- talking to Chenzo about was Parco Sasso. Sasso mm. had like over two minutes of riding time. And I think Parco took bottom in the third. Where I told Chenzo, I would think to just take neutral there. I mean, Sasso's so freaking oh, yeah, tough yeah. on top. You know. Well, okay, so that's what I'm kind of getting at. I, I'm I'm 100 okay with taking neutral. Yeah. But you're gonna take neutral in a match where you really need the point against Caden, who's not great on top at all, and he's a bumped up 49. I don't know. Sometimes don't know. we gotta one of these times we gotta have the coach on here and yeah. just say what did you think of you know making that? What was your thought process? Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious. So yeah, big, big win. Number 10 Minnesota takes out number five Oklahoma State. All right, let's talk Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, this, baby. This duel lived up to every ounce of the hype. It was and awesome. Right out of the gate. I don't know if it's BTN's cameras or what, but it had a WWE vibe to it with with Spencer yeah. sitting in the back. Yeah, and they right did a of, great job with production. Right out of the gate, initially, I'm like, okay, is this a head game? Is Brands toying with Dresser? Is Spencer really going to wrestle? And you start right at 125, and out comes Spencer Lee, and already Twitter's you know so back and forth. Because the non-Iowa fans are saying, just, "Hey, just think about what you're what you're saying right now." Like Spencer's there. There's cameras on him. He's calling for Tom. They're starting at twenty-five. Is it a head game? Is this a thing? These are not things normally we talk about 
with a duel. This was so special. This was a spectacle, you know? And uh, it was funny. I guess Dresser was quoted as saying, how did you determine to start at 25? And and, uh, he said, me and me and brands agreed on it, which is great because we never agree on anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So right out of the gate, you know, Spencer. So he gets a major and I get both sides of the Twitter argument right now, which is one side saying, and I agree with this. I don't think Spencer was 100% ready to go. He doesn't give up that many takedowns. He gave up a takedown. He looked gassed by the third period. But he still got the job done, gets the major decision. And yeah, the kid had double ACL surgery not even a year ago. Of course. And he said right after the duel, he's you know he's pretty much back to day-to-day status. So yeah. that confirms he wasn't 100% ready to go. What did you make of the Spencer match? Um, I think, you know, as I said, I thought Iowa State was going to win the duel until the light bulb went on in my head and said, no way in hell is Spencer not going. So, okay, I'm flipping to Iowa. And I think that I think that you could if, – if you would have went down the rabbit hole a little bit and dug into it and say, okay, what's Spencer going to look like? You could have said to yourself – if it goes to the second, third period, he's going to be tired. Yep. He just hasn't wrestled a live match. Yep. And so I think we, I think we got, I think it's natural. I think, I think it makes a lot of sense the way that that match went. Um, and, you know, Spencer, Spencer oftentimes, whether he's wrestling or it's almost like a, it's almost like a tradition. <laughs> whether he's wrestling or last year when he was on the shelf, when there was big events going on, he would message me. And um, he did, he did yesterday uh, and said, man, Willie, I looked rough, huh? And I said, Hey, you did it for the team. Keep your head up. Um, Proud of you. You know, Um, I, I said, I said, be proud of yourself. You did it for the team. I, you know, I think that Spencer's treated a little different. If, he, if Spencer doesn't pin everybody in the first period, the world's coming to an end. That's the kind of pressure that's on him all the time. Yeah. Spencer's also, when you're one of those top guys, you have very, very high expectations. Yeah. You're, you're mad after an 11, 12 point win. You know, that's yeah. a different level of holding yourself to an expectation that, is super super high but gonna be curious to see when we see him again you know he said uh, after i don't he's, think he's back day to day this was the big duel for the next month i think that yeah i don't think you're gonna see him for a while no i don't think you'll see him till the big 10 season starts like in a month yeah yeah i mean maybe you know certain duels that you need him for and stuff like that and um it, it's a delicate thing to balance um and I don't know if I mean I haven't asked Spencer his priorities. Um obviously when he was a young buck and it was Olympic stuff, right? And world medals and stuff. And I I, I think he still had, is. I, I, I hope it is. But he's had such a with his injuries and stuff, um I don't even want to ask him. I don't want I mean I could ask I could ask him right now. What why do I want to add pressure to him? Right? Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do about the Olympics? Like um 
part of me wants to say, hey, Spencer, don't wrestle a match until Big Tens. Keep yourself healthy, and that way you can go right into world team trials. But at the same time, I don't want to say that because I ain't putting pressure on him. He needs to – he was he – was, hired to be the face of the Iowa program to help them win dual meets like yesterday to help them win national titles. And he has done that. And at some point it's going to be really interesting to see how he transitions from college to, to international, but I don't even want to bring up the subject right now because he just went through a really for him pressure packed incident. Yeah. And they own, I mean, they have Chattanooga this weekend and then the soldier salute end of December. I don't see him wrestling either of those. And then they have no. Illinois January 6th, Purdue the 8th, Northwestern the 13th. So I don't think we see him for a while. I agree with you, though. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, is it more of a Mark Perry type situation where they kind of use all this juice to really get things done in college? And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think a lot either. of that too is how his body holds up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Double exactly. ACL surgery is no joke. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he maybe wasn't a hundred percent ready to go. Certainly not from the cardio standpoint, but uh, proud of him. Yep. For sure. All right. At 33 Ramazan, that, that kid is tough and fun to watch. He gets the win three, one very close match. Good match. Yeah, I you know some of the Iowa Iowa State, um, especially the Iowa State options. It was interesting to see what the option they went with because Redding's really good. Redding, you know, yeah. beat um, Taylor Lamont this year, and but they went with Adisoff and um, three one win over Schreiber late. Yep. This and I guess I don't know, like Schreiber. I'm not. I'm not saying that Teske is an upgrade over Schriever. I'm not sure. Uh, but I guess Teske's injured or something too, right? Are you drinking wine right now? Double espresso my wife made. There it's you 9 go. 9 a.m., Willie. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> it's a little too early for that. Um, yeah, Teske, I think, has a minor injury that he's being cautious with. Gotcha. I'll text you what it is that I heard. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. I am smiling. I'm not, I'm not smiling because I want information or anything. I'm smiling because <laughs> Minio tweeted that Spencer's not going to come back that. until the next semester. Literally three seconds before Spencer <laughs> runs out to the match. <laughs> yeah, that was not a that was not a well timed tweet. No. <laughs> I saw that. Um, Forty one lived up to maybe the match oh, yeah. of the maybe the match of the duel between so you you credit to you you called this that you said Casey is a very very tough kid and if he got the win don't be surprised yeah we don't know where real is at this and that woods gets the 4-2 win but it wasn't if they wrestled again you can't tell me you're saying, oh, Woods definitely wins the rematch. Was that the final score, 4-2? Yeah. He scored four points with zero takedowns? Crazy. The only takedown in the match was Swiderski, correct? Correct. Wow. So he had two escapes, a stall point. That's what it... 
And yeah, yeah. what was the? I, guess he had... I think he had a writing time point. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so, and that's a whole nother conversation when wrestler and hey, you gotta score points however you're scoring. But when yeah. you when you win a match and get out takedowned, yeah, it's always an interesting dynamic. It is. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was two warriors out there. I mean, um, frankly, I thought Swiderski would be the one stalking. And it was really Woods stalking early, right? I mean, he had Swiderski like a, he was holding center really well. Um, not that Swiderski was backing down, but it was real moving forward, at least early. Woods was fired up after that match. <laughs> I know. He was really fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean... It's it's just funny to me. Kids are kids, you know. But he's like, Iowa, Iowa. Welcome to Iowa City. I'm like, dude, that's literally your first match ever. <laughs> You've been there for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Swiderski had his head wrapped up. I, I I thought it was everything great about wrestling. Really, that's one of those gifts that I hope we get at NCAA's. That whether it's a quarterfinal match. Whether they're whether it's a Kansi semi, like somewhere yeah. in the tournament, I want to see that. Hit. Oh yeah, yeah. So that that one lived up to all the hype. At forty nine, Panero, which we kind of already talked about, this upsets Max Murin three one mm-hmm. in overtime. Great. Yeah, I win. feel like that's. I feel like. I feel like that's a matchup that's going to go like that, like every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Panero just solidifying himself. We kind of already talked about Panero a lot. I, I'm really excited. I don't know if Yanni's going to wrestle in the collegiate duels. I should probably ask him. I know he's got World Cup this weekend. Hey, I don't know. Are we going to talk about the... I don't know if you want to talk about the World Cup, but there... That is not being talked about, like, at all. It, it's <laughs> not. It's not, and... I'm kind of surprised that it's not. I am very surprised. Uh... And I don't know if Iran's even going to make it, which is still not talked about. Um, now, I mean, the wrestling itself is going to be awesome. Our guys are going to scrap, and and the guys that are coming over from, I mean, they're they're probably oblivious to what the pulse and how hyped it's being um, in the United States. They're going to wrestle their butts off anyway. The wrestling is going to be great. I just mean the the buzz isn't there. No, it's not. And it's interesting because UWW on their Instagram story last night said we were done shooting in Philly with Burroughs. Now we're going to State College with Dake, Taylor, Gilman, Snyder. And in my head, I'm like, but three out of those four aren't going to the World Cup. Yeah. Isn't your focus right now World Cup content and World Cup? So, yeah, it's very interesting. It does feel a bit lackluster. I'm, I'm hoping... I'm certainly going to the next couple of days try to put a focus on it. I'm super I, I pumped. Heard, I, I Yeah, we should do a little something. But I had heard that ticket sales weren't great either. Hopefully there's a lot of push late. I don't think there's going to be. But that's just my gut. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm uh, working with uh, Levi. Got to get Chenzo some good content because he's should be getting some matches. in. so I'm super, super pumped for him. Him and Nolf, 
Penn State back to back. They should both be getting some matches at 74. Um, yeah, that's great. So Panero gets the win, 57. Siebert always makes me think of Eric Siebert. Hey, that kid, that kid can freaking wrestle. Yeah. Um, it, it it's funny. Um, to me, coming into the season, it's like, who's gonna be the guy at fifty seven for Iowa? That's their only question mark. Is it gonna be, um, is it gonna be Reina? Is it can Riggins go right away? Can it be this guy? And out of all of them, it was Kobe Seabrick, who's wrestling really well, and I, I kind of knew. I, I mean, I thought that was a toss up kind of match, but. I don't know. It's just sort of a shame that Gatan can't get down. Gatan is a really interesting guy in that he's he's a 65, but there's a man named David Carr there. <laughs> Perhaps if, you've if, heard of him. If Gatan could make 57, oh my God, that'd be a sick lineup, but apparently he can't. ISU's lineup is so good. And yeah. it's so young. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to at the end of the at the end of the door, I want to talk about that. All right, we'll save that. Um, also, I don't feel like Kobe's getting the respect he should for this duel because even with Spencer and Real both needing to wrestle, both needing to win, it was Spencer, Kobe, and Brands that all got majors, and that was the difference in the duel. I agree 100%. I had put out that. You know, Spencer and Real wrestle and help Iowa win, which is a fact. It's also mm -hmm. a fact that Kobe getting a major is a huge deal. Humongous. Humongous. And like I said, you come into that. Now, maybe in five years we're not we're not looking at this way. But right now on paper, Seabrick and Crazer is sort of like, okay, I'll it's sort of an interesting matchup, right? Yeah. Um, it's sort of an even matchup. Now, maybe Kobe goes on in AAs a couple times, and we look back and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely better. But at this time, they needed to win in a matchup that on paper is pretty close, and he does what he did. Yeah. And, I mean, Iowa won by three. Circus Sports put out the betting line, opened at Iowa minus six, went all the way to Iowa minus 13. I don't understand bananas. I it went to minus thirteen because people were probably hammering Iowa minus six. Well, which they when, all lost, but when it sort of leaked, when it sort of leaked, I mean, I, I don't know why it had to leak. I told you what was going to happen. Uh, Spencer yeah. was going to wrestle, but when it came out that Spencer weighed in or whatever, boom! That there was this rush and it moved the line to thirteen because guess what? It's an Iowa. It's only an Iowa book, right? Yeah. I wish we got more college wrestling lines. Uh, Betting makes sports so much fun. It it changes everything. Did you take any NFL action yesterday? Yes, I did. I went one and one. I, I, I was stupid. I took a I took a game really late, the live line. Which um, game? I don't know. It was a four o'clock game. It was really late. Chiefs Bengals? Yes. I had Chiefs minus two and a half. <laughs> yes. And I took the live line and I lost on that. And then uh, I took another one straight up and I won. So this is it even for the day? I hammered the Cowboys last night. And that, that turned out to be good. Um, so, yeah, Kobe, huge, huge duel win 
reminds me of uh, a couple Penn State studs that got it done in NCAA's. Sixty-five. David Carr beats Patrick Kennedy. Yeah, he's not really a, he's not really a stay-at-home kind of guy, right? He's Kobe. Oh. He's wild. Yeah, he's he's opened up. And, and I think like hopefully this puts some respect on his name. Like I I do think you go out there, you get the major. That's huge. Um, another thing that like I don't doesn't seem like it's being talked about, and there's so much to unpack in this duel. I'm not surprised, but like Patrick Kennedy is you said it since we previewed the season. He's he's a I forgot how you put it in the beginning of the season. He's a dog, he's a caged he's dog a, ready to yeah. be unleashed. Right. So yeah. his first four matches this year scores 20 and gets the tech, scores 22, gets the major. Scores 24, gets a tech pin, and then scores 14 and gets a major. And then here comes David Carr, holds him to four points, and scores nine against him. Which, if you look at his matches, this is the third time he's given up nine or more points. So he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't get scored on. It's usually he simply outscores the other guy by a lot. And David Carr just... It was eye-opening to me. I, I, I thought... I thought I thought David seven four maybe I did not see that coming um and it just goes to show you I mean I guess you could if you're sitting at home listening to this you could say well Willie you are overestimating Patrick Kennedy maybe you're a little too soon on him he'll come into his own soon enough and maybe that's true but I just I just think it Shows how good David is. Yeah, agreed. I think he looks fast. He looks efficient. He looks so solid. And he's in a weight that you got O'Toole and Griffin. Oh, my goodness. It's such a great weight class. I mean, the titles in that weight, you know, junior world champs, NCAA champs. It's crazy. So I thought that was a huge win for Carr. Uh, you know, Carr's one of those guys that even Iowa fans love because he's so hard to root against. He's one of the nicest yeah. kids on earth. I had One to post a picture kids. of him yesterday wearing the Bash Mania tee in the press conferences yeah, I, I and saw stuff that. on Thursday. I saw that. He's uh yeah, one of the nicest kids in the world and and he's super offensive. You know, Iowa fans like to anybody who doesn't score ten points a match, they say stalling, and David scores ten points a match, so they can't right they can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a heel. There's nothing Iowa fans can complain about, so I think they do yeah. like him. Yeah, and if you're gonna lose to David Carr, let it be one of your young guys who are building. It's yeah. the you know great Patrick yeah. Kennedy. If you're Patrick Kennedy, you want to get better. You got to wrestle the David Cars. Yeah, you got it. You got to get a feel for them. Yeah. Um, one seventy four was interesting. Brands comes out like a bat out of hell. Oh and, my god! And I'm curious on your perspective. MJ wrestling because of the new rule where you can wrestle, what, five matches and not lose your red shirt? Yeah. So this was yeah. a good use of that. Put him out there. See how it he does. It was a good use. I didn't think they were going to do it. I always knew in the back of my mind that it was certainly a possibility. But um, uh, what you call it has been wrestling really well. Um, divine. So I thought it was going to be divine. But, um, yeah, Nelson... And there again, um, I wouldn't have thought Nelson put up that many points. I mean, 
Spencer is the only one who put up more points than him yesterday. He came out like a dog. And um, we've seen even recently right against Penn. It, he wasn't. He wasn't fired up like that. I think this was a duel. I think this was the duel. This is a duel environment. Yep. Nelson said, Nelson said, this, I'm a Hawkeye. My dad's a Hawkeye. I ain't taking this shit. I ain't, I'm going blazing. Right. Yep. So, um, I think that was part of the, part of the fire was the, the, the nature of the duel. And I'm pretty sure throughout the entire duel, no team won back-to-back matches. I know. Wasn't that awesome? Actually, no. I lied. At 97, once Bastida won, then Iowa State won two in a row. Right. For the longest time, there was a yeah. flip-flop bout. It was great. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, Brands looked awesome, scored 13 points. Only Spencer yesterday out of all 20 guys scored more than him with, with his 16. So, mm-hmm. I was I'm really uh, interested. Nelson's another one of my... Just where do you have far, him in the crystal ball? You know what? I don't think I had Nelson in. I think last year I had him really. Um, I think last year. Oh, I had Nelson in the blood round. I had Nelson in the blood round in the crystal ball. And why I say I don't think I had him in is because last year I had him really high to start the year, like higher than people anticipated. And, uh, you know, obviously he got hurt and. Um, I liked, I really liked the way he competed against Hydley. It was a really close match and, and Nelson, I just, he just competed very hard. Um, that was at national collegiate duels. Um, and I thought he'd be in the mix. Then he obviously got hurt. Uh, so I feel like I, I feel like I was conservative with him in the blood round. Um, I have him in the blood round with guys like, Demetrius Romero, MJ Gatton. Where did Romero start his college career? Boise State. Can you believe it? <laughs> he defaulted. I, that's a whole nother topic. I, I know, know you wanted to talk about that yesterday. You wanted I, to do a show just for medical forfeits. I, I think there's so much to talk about now. Maybe we'll do another episode where we preview the next weekend and I get on my soapbox about the medical forfeits because I think it's one of the most ridiculous things of all time. You you you're supposed to take the mat. You don't take the mat. Nothing happens to you. It doesn't even go on your record. Uh, it's such uh, a weird and it's uh, such uh, a wrestling thing. It's such a it's only wrestling. If right. if uh if Maryland basketball is supposed to play Syracuse and they're like we're good, uh <laughs> we're good. It's not like that. The NCA doesn't say, you know what? Zero, zero, zero doesn't go on your record. No, that doesn't even happen. That doesn't even happen. Yeah. Well, you saw like two straight days of the joke that USC should have medical forfeited out of the conference championship. Right. <laughs> right. So, I, but I have a, like an expansive defense of counting uh, or, or, or argument on why we should count medical forfeits, but we'll save it for another okay. day. Uh, 184. Again, flip-flop. Now Marcus Coleman for ISU gets a 3-2 win over Assad. Number five beats the number eight. I, You know, pretty great match from Coleman. You're you're in Iowa. Toss-up match, I, I'd consider it. You win 3-2. Well, I think there's something to talk about here in the sense that Marcus Coleman has looked really good. Marcus Coleman is one of those, 
you, you don't see it too much anymore. Um, wrestling has become a thing where when you're a freshman and you're in the lineup, you almost can tell what you're going to be for the rest of your career. And that's, it used to be guys, okay, we got a senior coming up. He's going to be really good. He has years of experience and he's going to jump a level. It's almost like you are what you are as a freshman. I, I don't know. Um, and Coleman's one of those guys that's been gradually building. He's looked really good. He comes in at the, as a higher ranked guy. And you could say, okay, number five beat number eight, uh, three to two. Okay, moving on, next match. But hold on. Aside to me, kind of, I don't want to say out-wrestled him, but man, Assad was in on a million shots, and Coleman was like defensive like the entire time. Yeah. It was an interesting match to me. Solid, solid wrestling by Coleman. Yeah. Cutting a corner, defensive. Um, interesting. Assad's right there. Yep. 197. Bastida, second year in a row, mm-hmm. takes out Warner. Very exciting ending to that match, too. He's either yeah, blowing him yeah. a kiss or something. Yeah. Um, uh, Warner, so many... Warner I... are now to two losses. So both are 197 finalists from last That's year. crazy. Have two losses on the air. One official, one not official. On December 5th. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is nuts. I mean... Not only do they have two losses on December 5th, but, but. And by I the mean, way, they're going to wrestle each other at least once. I mean, Max Dean is five and two. And Jacob Warner is four and two. Okay. So it's not like. Collectively, the finals are like nine and four. Right, it's not like their records are twenty-five and two, right? They're, they have two losses and they only wrestled less than the single-digit matches. Yeah, it's insane. And um, I, in spite of that, I don't think you really even downgrade either one because, well, they're all close losses except except Elam beat. Oh, even that one ended up score-wise. Elam beat Warner close on the scoreboard, but Elam kind of took him down three times to one. This is one of those things where I don't give too much stock down to either of these two guys. I could, if you told me right now that they're going to wrestle in the finals in March, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But this is one of those things where I'm, I'm now definitely like watching how the <laughs> yeah. next month or so plays out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun win there, and then Cassiope gets the decision nine two. He looked pretty good. He's he's leaned I mean, out he just, so much. He just glues Skyler to the mat on top. But when yeah. when Skyler, if I'm saying his name right, I, that's the other thing Twitter does. You mispronounce one guy's name, and it's the end of the world. And I yeah. I have so many typos out on the internet because yeah. I'm just always getting stuff out. Um, but anyways, when he got know, the, me too. when he locked up the cradle on Cassiope. You saw, even on television, the air gets sucked out of that arena. <laughs> oh, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. Like, uh, I had already said that I tweeted out, like, Iowa State betters won. Right, I saw that. Yeah. And then virtual NCAAs tells me, you know, it's A little bad, early. little early bad, bad gambling karma. I just had a hunch Cassip wasn't going to get the pin. 
But then you have it almost go the other way. Yeah. That would have just been, that would have been the craziest ending. The only way that duel could have got better. And I know Iowa fans obviously don't want that, but imagine if that's how it would have ended. Oh my God. There would have been so much bad feeling because it was like, you know, Cassiope is obviously better than Skyler, but if something crazy happens, Correct. if something crazy happens and Iowa used all their resources with real and everything went right for him, basically, uh, and they still lost. That would have been Well, that was the one ridiculous. thing that, like, nothing crazy upset happened in that duel. No. Any of the upsets were super close. Yeah. It, it wasn't like... There was no oh my god moment during the duel. No, no, and you usually have one of them. Yeah, it's a great duel though. It's kind of a letdown weekend because now we don't really have. I mean, we have the World Cup next weekend, collegiate duels the following weekend or early that following week. Yeah, but it's kind of quiet now for December. Well, I, I have to like I woke up this morning and I was like. Okay, I gotta totally. I'm gonna. I gotta do this show at Bash, and then I gotta like reprogram myself. High school, um, because I gotta be all high school. This is yep. Iron Man week. Working on seeds tomorrow. Um, I have to work on preview content, new rankings, and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But there is this sense of like the early part of the season is done. And now there's kind of a lull, and then we head into the thick of the middle of the season where, Mm -hmm. you know, end of the month, you start getting into the conference duels and everything else. But definitely the weekend overall lived up to every ounce of hype. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And for me, the proudest thing, I mean, the engagement of all the wrestling people on Twitter, the content that was produced, and it's just... um, I'm, you know, I'm always concerned about the health of the sport. It was healthy this weekend. It was. Um, I got Kassar's supposed to come on the podcast sometime today. Yeah, I keep changing his time on him. Like, like, can you do today? Can you do tomorrow? Can you do this morning? So at some point he's coming on. But he had a professional MMA debut that went well. First round submission that was great. Um, you want to talk Greco? I, I mean, at some point. Uh, we have a we have enough content for a whole nother show, <laughs> you know. because Ivanov is out after that dumpster fire of a situation. I'll say it. Yeah, I said it. Um, you have the World Cup stuff. Uh, you have the medical forfeit stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot, but we've been at it for a while. But I listen. You tell me. I'll go all day. Well, I do think like Greco can't catch a break and and not like you got to not can't catch a break in sense of luck, but like you got to do more for yourself. You can't cry about growing Greco and we're not having the results. We're not. It it hasn't been the best. You know, Jangel Hancock retires to go WWE, which great for him. You can't. It's just part of that was Ivanov. Part of that was Ivanov. I'm telling you. And and I I'll eat crow. Uh, I'll tell you I was wrong. As much as I like to say I'm in the brain, I get stuff wrong too. And I thought Ivanov for years. I said Ivanov 
would be the guy to do it. Ivanov would be the guy to do it. Yeah, they you hired, like that hire. They hired Ivanov. I thought, okay, here comes some stability. He went in there and was a bull in a china shop and destroyed everything, including the culture. <laughs> including the culture. I don't think he did right by the athletes. I think he pushed Giancelo out. Uh, I know he pushed Braxton and and uh, Colton to the brink. Um, you, you talk about he, he angered the donors. Um, you know, here's at uh, at the Worlds every year. When the women's tournament is done, they have a party. All the all the women's athletes, the coaches, the team leaders, the USA Wrestling front office. When freestyle's done, they do the same thing. When Greco's done, they do the same thing. Well, Ivanov canceled that. He canceled the dinner, and then he said we're going to have a lunch, and then he canceled the lunch, and it's. I mean, it just everything, even you wouldn't even think about this topic, right? You wouldn't yeah. even think about canceling the year end award, canceling the year end party. You wouldn't even think about that, but it happened. But, and why? I don't know. You talk to the kids, you talk to the athletes. Uh, Hey, how, how was worlds? How was camp? It's like, well, we, every one of them will tell you, well, we didn't wrestle. I went, what? You're preparing for the, World championships in wrestling, and you didn't wrestle. What'd you do? We threw Bulgarian bags for nine days. <laughs> what? Uh, it was a train wreck, it was a disaster by any account. And um, I was feared, I was fearing that this would be a fire that continues to, to, to smolder. Um, because they had signed him. So I said, I said to people uh, that I talked to involved with Greco and I said well they got to get him out this is already he, he's been here for five minutes and he's upset and everything and they said well here's the problem they signed him to a multi-year contract they they had to keep him forever and then it dropped kind of silently they're like nobody really talked about it that he's out and good on USA Wrestling for nipping that in the bud I, I don't like you know I don't like when uh, the Washington commanders have a coach and he's owed five years and $50 million and they just pay him to go away. Right. Yeah. And it's even worse when a college does it because it's like, you know, <laughs> you get these college coaches, you division one head coach and you won a national team uh, trophy. You took third last year and you make, $220,000, right? You make $220,000, but your football team went three and eight. And that coach that you signed two years ago to $8 million a year, they just say, we will pay you to go away. Right? So I don't like when that happens. And I don't like when USA wrestling has to eat some money, but I'm glad they did it. They got to get it right. Yeah, one quick topic I want your opinion on, then I'm going to let you go. We'll save the rest for the next show. Um, Angelo Ferrari mm -hmm. came out yesterday, announced his top five, Virginia Tech, Iowa <clears throat> State, Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin. 
I know yeah. you're big in the recruiting scene. What was your thoughts on that? I'm big in the recruiting scene. And the the schools on the list didn't surprise me. I thought there were for sure. I've been told. I've been told by the the coaches of three major programs that aren't on the list that Angelo Ferrari's beating down our door. He wants to come here. Now you hear that once. Okay. Maybe that's a coach hoping, right? Yeah. You hear it twice. It's like, okay. You hear it three times. It's like, all right, Angelo's they're covering all their bases. So I'm not saying there was anything wrong with, with doing that, right? You're doing your due diligence. You're looking into programs. Um, I'm just saying that he came out with five. I know there was other schools that he really liked. Um, and the tough thing, the tough thing for him just to overcome like a PR thing is it's sort of been a circus with, yeah. with his family, right? It's, his, his brothers. And is he of that vein too? Or is you don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to judge somebody based off yep. their family. And I don't want to even say family because it was, I don't think, I don't know if that's fair to his father. Um, but AJ's gotten in some stuff. Anthony's gotten into some stuff. Um, and Angelo, you know, is so damn good. Yeah. He so just I, beat, yeah. uh, he beat Joe Seeley recently, right? Yeah. 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 That was a big one. Well, Willie, I think that's the weekend rundown. All right, buddy. We'll get back at it that, uh, on something soon, right? That that's a lot to unpack, but yeah, that's a good that's a good weekend rundown. Are you going to World Cup? Me neither. I'm going to Iron Man. I kind of wanted to go to the World Cup, and then the deciding factor is the travel sucks. And I gotta yeah. lose Friday, lose Monday to go. Yeah. And it's it's right. hard. The company is right. so busy right now to lose two travel days and yeah layovers. It's I gotta pick and choose. Yep, yep. By the way, could have we can talk about that if we do a preview show. Ticket sales it don't help. I understand Iowa's a wrestling city, but it's not an easy travel city. Well, let's let's uh let's run it back sometime this week and we'll talk about um we'll talk a little bit about Iron Man, we'll talk a little bit about World Cup and, and all the logistics of it too not just the matchups but the logistics talk about medical forfeits you got to let me get five minutes in there on medical <laughs> forfeits i need it changed i want to change and uh yeah hopefully we'll probably do the world cup show as soon as we know is iran coming or not coming because that's a yeah. major storyline uh they wrestle in five days and they're Six not in the days. u.s yet no usa wrestling <laughs> usa wrestling poor chenzo so Iowa State's going off. Penn State Lehigh is going off. NFL's going off. And he's hopping on a flight on a Sunday at two. Oh my God. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Could you as a wrestling have picked the worst time? Yeah. <laughs> but all right, Willie. We'll, right, uh, my we'll man. run it back shortly. All right, Thanks, JB. guys. See ya. And the beat goes on.